This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there and uh, good afternoon. Lori and Julia show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us for another fun look at the world of entertainment. That's all I got. Sorry. All right. That's, sorry. That's all you got for a productive Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. culture. Drop the ball you, on that one. Entertainment. Yeah. Movies, oh, joy TV, and fun. Music, joy, fun. Hey, I was having so much entertainment on the inversion table this morning. Okay, so today again. the questions were... Okay, so you go downstairs in your basement yes. and you flip upside down with your Alexa. Yeah, Alexa's... Pl- I finally am You're, putting that lady to work okay. because... Ever since I got her as a Christmas gift, Casey and I have rarely used her. Yes. Rarely. I mean, she's working at one percent. Yeah, one percent of her capacity as okay. a digital assistant. She's a fail, but that's right. my fault. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hang from the inversion table. It does feel kind of good. Oh, and I bet it does. Now that I'm, I know I'm not gonna slip out of the boots and you know crash land or get stuck or anything mm-hmm. like that. So today I asked Alexa if Cynthia Nixon would be the next mayor of, or the next governor of New York. Okay. And all I got back from her was a story um, that Cynthia Nixon, uh, for governor, she didn't know the answer to that. And I said, can't you give me anything else? And then she, and then there was, well, people are cracking jokes about it being such a Miranda thing to do. Okay, that's kind because of funny. Because on Twitter... That's kind of funny. That's been the thing. This is such right. a Miranda thing, thing to do. To do. Well, it's her character. Yeah. And then I, lo- I was like, I got me thinking. So then I looked at Twitter later th- later this morning after I was hanging down there, and there were all these memes on Twitter of, you know, how Carrie Bradshaw would always sit in her apartment at her typer- or laptop and start out, I couldn't help but wonder. Right, right. You know, da 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 da, and it's sort of that's how every show. So I couldn't help but wonder: Could Miranda fix the subway, or was it me that needed fixing? Right, so all these people. That's kind of that's kind of fun. All right. So what else did you ask her? Oh, then uh, then I uh, asked her if Casey was going to get a job. Uh, what are you doing asking those kinds That's of questions? That's my favorite. And what did she say, Casey? I don't Casey have the answer to that, that. question. <laughs> and I said it real loud so Casey so could hear you upstairs. <laughs> By the way. Actually, he is doing a job today at our house. He's putting up, up the backsplash in our kitchen with the tiles you hauled home from Montana. Yeah. And I, I had to, I did tell him, I'm very attracted to you when you're working. Oh, so we're going to see how that goes. Really attractive. Uh-huh. Like, I can't believe how hot you are right now. And he goes, you're being a little obvious. Like, just oh, a yeah. Tad. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, then I had Alexa just play some songs for me. You did? Okay. Yeah, just, I, so, I, and you have two minutes that you stay upside down? No, you try and hang for like five to seven minutes. Wow. Yeah. Do you get Casey's a head rush always, when you get up? No, because you're not like completely upside down. Okay. But Casey, I noticed he's always listening to 
Riders on the Storm mm-hmm. or some deep purple. He listens to these long rock and roll Led Zeppelin. I love them. Seven to, minute cuts. Yeah, yeah. he's listening to you know, big long yeah. songs. And I, I want to break it up and have a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so very fun. Yeah, that's it. Nothing. I mean, you know, just uh, everywhere I went today, people were complaining that it was snowing out. Well, and I'm like, barely. it's it's only it's March. It's only March 20th. Don't get anxious for spring yet, because we still have the mud month to go through. Oh yeah, and I re- I this vividly is- remember camping over Memorial Day once when it snowed. Yeah, this is why this is still a great time to be going out of town. Yes. because March is endless. And, and this- I would give people some advice. Uh plan ahead. Oh, Julia. yesterday I ended up booking a three bedroom suite for myself. For my trip this weekend. Okay, why? <laughs> why what? would that you was buy that was an airline ticket at least a month ago? Would you just wait to book a know. room in the busiest in the time? Because in the past, people had used like hotels tonight down there and gotten really lucky. And I thought, let that me tell would you something, Sister Sledge. People can't go to the U.S. Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands, right. San, San Juan, about that. all of Puerto Rico. You've got Florida's all crowded. these. Yes, Florida is very crowded. Mexico. Is busy. Hawaii, more people are going. You had this whole section of the United States that traveled to a part of the world that's still recovering from the hurricane. Well, the good news is I'm going to hurricane weather. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, classic uh, you going on vacation. Uh, Calling all bad weather genies. Julia's heading to this part of the country. Honest to Pete, it's been 85 degrees, I swear, for a month in Naples. And when I get there, it's going to be like 72. Oh, no. Rob, 70. Rob on GMA. Rob on oh, no. GMA and, and Al Roker on the Today Show were having the most gigantic weather woodies because they were having hurricane news and then like the fifth nor'easter to blow in on the <laughs> East Coast. Oh, boy, they were just like, yeah. you know, they can no. barely contain their glee. No, that I, I'm just telling you. And they had the, I mean, all they of Florida. barely. No, they could. They're they show all of Florida, and they just have ominous weather from the 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 tip all the way up to the top. I know, I know. Well, you've got well, to. I mean, maybe it's going to blow over. When do you arrive? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Just a second. I'm looking at Naples, Florida weather. Tomorrow, yeah. thunderstorms and seventy one. Oh, okay, the forecast I'm looking at has rain chances of zero, 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 and zero for the next five, six days. But it's seventy degrees, Danny. It's, it's seventy one tomorrow. That's cold. Going up to seventy Thursday, then seventy six, seventy nine, eighty one on Sunday. Yeah, and, and I leave and go on north on Sunday uh, well, to another uh, cold place by Orlando yeah. to watch baseball where it's going to be cold and rainy. <laughs> oh, no. no. You know this is... But really, when the last room available was the three-bedroom suite, I thought, you know... This not planning is starting to get expensive. Yeah, because you what you thought you were going to get some swanky place for a deal. You just I totally forgot about the Caribbean lorry being out of commission. I did. I mean, so, that's why I even last September or whenever that happened, I booked yep. Hawaii because I was just like, this is going to crunch. The, and I called my travel agent. This is going to yep. crunch everything because it's so. I really and East Coast people love to go to the Caribbean. Yes. They love to go to Puerto Rico. You're so right. I mean, I don't know if uh, Bahamas, it didn't really get affected there, but right. you don't know. But I know that U.S. and British Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, they, you know, they're, there's the hotels. You're, I just never even thought of that. All right. So, smart. You were so smart. Well, I But mean, I really am just saying I'm going to be a better planner. 
Do you, do you know? Because I think it leads to happiness. Well, <laughs> do you know what Today's makes people happiness happy? Happiness day. It makes having something to look forward to. It makes people happy. The planning, but it doesn't make you happy. So if you just would call a travel agent, of which yeah, you I know sh- quite a number of, I know what I should have done you, with this. And you give them your parameters; they can just take care of that for you. But instead, you were going to be old sneaky Julia and get a five star place for fifty bucks a night, or sleep on someone's floor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was working every angle. Are you going to sleep in all three beds just to use them? I don't know. Maybe yeah. she's going to have a party. Oh, I there, could there have a big go. party. Yeah, yeah. that's possible. Yeah, because that's big. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're staying in a three bedroom. <laughs> what are you paying for Sweet. this? I'm not even going to tell you. Remember what I played in Montana? I really, oh my, my not planning is starting to be out, outrageously expensive, and it's going to make me cut back on other things, yeah. which is really a bummer. Shoes. Exactly. Oh, Shoes, furniture. Everything. Future travel. College education, my right. favorite bill right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right, listen, when we come back, uh, it's our story we can't get enough of. I feel like I'm fresh out. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, March 20th, first official day of spring. Which is throwing us all off because I thought it was March 21st. I guess it's always March 20th, Jules. <laughs> I'm off. Maybe it varies on uh, Yeah, who the hell knows? We're just guessing. Who are we, Stephen Hawkins? I don't think so. <laughs> no, we're just people. <laughs> Hawkins, I mean, Fine. not Hawkins. Yes. Yeah, that's another guy. Okay, so... Uh, Two new royal books are out. Um, there's a, a new and authorized uh, biography that came out over the weekend uh, by Tom Bauer called Rebel Prince, The Power, Passion, and Defiance of Prince Charles. Right. And then this woman, Katie Nichols, she is the um, self-described royal expert in both ABC and Sometimes the Today Show go to her, and she's written other books. She wrote a book about Kate Middleton. Yes. She has a new book out called Harry, Life, Loss, and Love. And um, she sat down and giving us, you know, how they hid the relationship from the paparazzi and, you know, about Princess Diana. So here's a little bit from that, uh, from this book. And you wrote about that those first moments when the press found out that Harry and Meghan were an item that they took refuge in Toronto with friends. Tell us more about what was going on. Well, one of the things I found out when I was researching the book, and you know, obviously when you do a book like this, you have to speak to so many people. And I had so many questions because I couldn't understand how they'd managed to keep this romance under wraps for such a long time. He is one of the world's most famous people. This is Prince Harry, the world's most famous bachelor. And yet they did manage to keep it under wraps. And there were two very special people in their life at that moment. Um, their friends, Ben Mulroney and Jessica Mulroney, really Megan's friends in Toronto. And you remember that story breaking. I'm sure everyone in this room remembers <laughs> the story breaking. It. it was massive. <laughs> and so there was nowhere for them to go. You know, her flat was under siege. So actually the Mulroney's very generously took them into their Toronto home and it was locked down there. And they mm. were protected and, you know, no one got a picture of them together. In fact, it was many months after the news first broke when they were actually photographed together. So when Prince Harry wants to go under the radar, my goodness, he can. Yes, and that's probably how their love was really able to truly blossom because it wasn't under the microscope of public scrutiny. And you say it was in those months in Toronto where Meghan really decided that Harry was the one. Well, I think this romance moved far quicker than most people realize. And and apparently, um, one of the sources I spoke to said the moment that she really realized that he was the one was one of the occasions that they were at the Mulroney's house and Harry had turned up with gifts for the Mulroney's children. Mm. And she watched him interacting with the children. And apparently at that moment, she thought, 
Wow, this this could be Miss Wright, and that was the moment apparently that she fell in love with him. Oh, that's very sweet. That when she watched him interacting with the children. children. Okay. Wow. How did this she is the moment? How did she even know about that if the Mulroneys were such good friends that it was locked down? Did I they know. tell her that? Well, I mean, she's very breathless with her delivery. I had to speak to so, so many, many people. people. Please buy my book. So many <laughs> questions. <laughs> Please buy my book. By the way, yeah. that would be hardship to be in lockdown in a guest master bedroom suite oh, with your new yeah. lover for days yeah. and days oh. exactly. at a time and just have food delivered <laughs> just have room service Ooh, i mean when you're first like crazy about someone you don't even want to leave the bedroom anyway no, right except to you know take a shower and mm-hmm. get some new food you know and then tumble back into bed so anyway here here's more of katie nichols breathlessly recounting of her reporter instincts on what else brought them together and if you look at them i mean they're very different she's american she's divorced <laughs> oh, she's multiracial. then you've got prince harry from the royal family <gasps> yet they do have similar things that they bond over they have similar loves of certain things talk a little bit about what brought them yeah, together they, they do and you're completely right you know when you put them on paper you think what are these two going to have in common you know oh like, my oh, gosh. And a hollywood star <laughs> but actually one of the things that that bound them was that celebrity that mm-hmm. that limelight but more importantly how they both knew they could use that celebrity so for both of them it was a way of putting the spotlight on issues that mattered to them and they bonded over their love of africa because megan had just been out to africa on a charity trip of course harry does a lot of work over there and it was yeah it was the charity work that i think bonded them and made him realize there was something very special about this girl Oh, my. I know. Was she a celebrity? Did people know who she was until she started dating? But you just knew her as we would have, if we saw her at the red carpet, we'd say, who's that lady? Oh, she's an actress on that one show. Maybe you'd remember Suits. Maybe you wouldn't. We couldn't have named her. Right. We couldn't have named her. As Rachel on Suits, she's kind of a popular, because she's so beautiful. But, but yes, you're totally right. But she's American. She's divorced. On paper, what do oh, these people yeah. have in common? He's, he's from London. And he's he's royal. royal. She's an American. She's divorced. <laughs> I mean, it's so dramatic. I know. I know. So, so now listen to this. This was like, this is the headline that's grabbing everything. Okay. The reveal from this interview. Katie Nichol, Harry Life, uh, Loss and Love. She has some wedding cake details. Oh, gosh. How has the royal family accepted Meghan Markle into theirs? Well, I was fascinated by exactly that and wanted to really explore that in my book, and I spoke to um, some sources. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
was very close to the family and they said that right from the outset they welcomed her very warmly and as you pointed out she comes from a different background from what we might expect. <laughs> it would have been acceptable there, not that long ago. Quite right. It wouldn't have been a divorcee and um, perhaps being biracial might have been an issue for the royal family all those years ago. Um, but they really warmly welcomed her. And I think the Queen saw just how happy Meghan yeah. made Harry. And don't forget, this is a prince who's always worn his heart on his sleeve. He's talked about being single and the struggles to find a girlfriend. And then here he was with this beautiful American girl who he's fallen head over heels in love and with. And now a, a beautiful wedding. And uh, we've heard some speculation about their wedding cake, or at least that perhaps a mystery has been solved surrounding it. Oh. Can you give us those details? Yes, well, Kensington Palace have announced just this morning, so this is uh, fresh off the press, that... Um, um, the Violet Bakery, which is based in London and run by a young woman called Claire Patak, who is Californian, born and raised, is going to be doing the wedding cake. And it's going to be a very different cake to what we're Ooh, used to. All right. Out with the old, in with the new. This is not going to be a tiered traditional fruit cake. It's going to be um, elderflower and lemon with beautiful flowers. And I have a little scoop for you this morning because flowers, is, they're going to feature very prominently in this wedding. And Megan is all out with the flowers. We know she loves oh, spring okay. blooms yes. and peonies. It's going to be May. Ooh. We're keeping our fingers crossed for some good British weather on that day. Peonies. So expect the expect St George's Chapel to be full of beautiful peonies and flowers and uh, it, for it to look very, very beautiful. I love that. As okay. most weddings are. <laughs> flowers are going to be very prominent I'm at like, this wedding. She's I'm doing like, something different. Right. Oh, Lord. A May wedding else, with flowers. Everybody the flowers. I know. And then, and but it is... Okay, apparently the establishment fruitcake companies of London are going, crazy. are going crazy because the Brits, the wedding cake is a horrible, terrible fruit cake. It is. And this is going to be a lemon, an lemon elderflower cake, like what we're, with buttercream frosting and fresh flowers. Yellow color oh. syrup. And okay. it's going to have all the flavors of spring. Oh. It actually, and it then, looks delicious. And then you can serve it, because this is already online, with the sparkling elderflower lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Elderflower so, liqueur is St. Germain. I guess does end, I guess no one in Great Britain does white cake, white icing. No. It's fruit cake. They're known for their fruit, fruit cake. cake. Fruit cake at Dallas the wedding. Oh, brandy. Me, oh, the big fruit cake is going to get their knickers <laughs> in a twist about this one. Fruit cake. Yeah, they're not doing the. Jeez. That's the tradition. Shocking. Yes, it is. Even uh, Wills and Kate had that. Oh my gosh! And uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the way she was going drink. on about oh. flour. Oh, I mean, she's biracial. She's American. <laughs> she's divorced. These two would never, never make work sense. On paper. Oh. oh, she really. She's she's delicious. She because also she was, had so much passion and drama. She also is, is uh, telling the story in her book Harry Life Loss and Love. Katie. Um, Nichols, the royal expert, she said they're friendly, Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton, but they're not BFFs. How does she know Here's this? Here's what she says. I do hear plenty to suggest they're quite different people and that they have quite different interests and that Meghan is quite independent say quite again. and very <laughs> confident and very keen to have her own networkers of friends. Not to say she snubbed Kate in any way, but I think Megan's keen not to rely too much on Kate. She is trying to start something. She Katie is, and Nicole. I would also like to say, word. because they're very different, have different interests. Um, Kate is pregnant with her third, third child, child, has two of them under four, <laughs> running around. Yeah, right. we have some different interests here right now. <laughs> Good lord! All right, listen. When we come back, oh my gosh!
Here's a little electronic pop yeah. for you from Dumb Blonde mm-hmm. of your day's latest group. With her. I feel like we could do that if someone just auto-tuned it. <laughs> I don't know about that. She, if you if you remember watching that Danny Kane show at all or whatever, yes. Aubrey could sing. She, could she? She could okay. sing. Yeah, she could sing. All right, and she was very, very, very pretty. Yeah. pretty. Great video, too. Yes. Is it a good video? No. Or are you being sarcastic? <laughs> being sarcastic, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She looks nothing like what she used to look no, like. Not even oh, close. no, she was beautiful before she did everything. I mean, beautiful. We were looking at the before and afters. Oh, people. I mean, what's left at 34 to do if you've done everything? And well, now they you... get to do it all again at 50. I don't know. I think, I, you know, we've been talking about this a couple times. And selfies distort your face. And so, they distort people's images of themselves yeah. so much. There's so much loathing about how people look. Because They're not seeing themselves. Well, you're taking their... it so close. And you're looking at yourself too much. Oh, my gosh. No one's that important. I know, no, but <laughs> bad. Well, I think you know. I have boys; they refuse to even take pictures. Yeah, well, so that's kind of lucky. Yeah, in a way, in a way, in a way. One, I remember a Christmas card. Um, I had to cut his head out of the year before his picture to superimpose one of my kids because he didn't want to smile. Yeah, that year. I, I remember right. that. Remember? I do I, remember that. And he card. afterwards, you know, when he graduated uh, from high school, was like, "I was such a tank." I mean, and I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. yeah. And that's we're gonna have forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't gonna do it anything and i just thought fine you want to be a baby i'll just do this but they so i don't understand like uh, you know but i do have seen my nieces the time on the social media and the time looking and looking and looking and oh geez i know i know it's a lot well our our your just nose is distorted 30 percent. just remember that so don't go rush into plastic surgery that's why nose jobs have gone past breast boob i always thought nose was the most well, it's gone back and forth okay. between noses and boobs. Noses but, and boobs. But nose is taking the lead because of the, uh, the selfie Yeah, the just impact. distorted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, where are we going with that? So uh, our late columnist and friend, the oldest uh, gossip dinosaur in the world, Liz Smith, who passed away last November. She was honored uh, at Cipriani Wall Street last night. It was called the Liter- Literacy Partners Evenings of Readings and Gala Dinner Dance. That's a mouthful. Ooh. It sounds Ooh. like a lovely event, though. But she was the founder of the organization, which works to end illiteracy, and along with the late Parker Ladd and Arnold Scassi. Scassi? S-C-A-A-S-I. He was a designer. I feel like he did. he designed a lot of Nancy Reagan stuff. Oh, okay. Power suits and power dresses. I feel like he, like I feel like he was the one who did the long skirt with the fitted with jacket. The red, okay, with I'm, the fitted jacket. Okay. Well, she liked Bill Blass, yeah, Nancy Reagan. But anyway, all right. So that's they were friends of Liz, and the evening was hosted by. He was a fashion designer. He did um, Hillary Clinton, Laura Bush. Bush, Barbara Bush. Yeah, yeah. He did do some Nancy Reagan too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I think that was one of his looks. Mm-hmm. I know what was you're talking about. Long yeah. skirt and the fitted oh, jacket. Boy, as a young man, he was a handsome, yeah, handsome man. Italian. Okay, so he was buddies with Liz, and they started this foundation. And uh, her longtime friend Cynthia McFadden called the former New York Post columnist the most wonderful person I ever met. And um, and then Sarah Paulson read from Donna Tartt's uh, book, The Goldfinch, which. 
Sarah Paulson is starring yeah, in. She is. And then Leslie Stahl presented this literary agent uh, by the name of Joni Evans with something they're calling the Lizzie Award, named after Smith, reminding the crowd that Joni Evans is responsible for Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal book, that that was something oh. that she brokered way long, okay. oh. long ago hmm. in, in New York. So anyway, Liz would have liked that because, of course, Liz Smith, one of the things that broke and made her career was that she covered and got the scoop on Donald Trump's... Trump and his first wife. Yes, and the Marla Maples affair, oh. and being... Uh, Ivanka. Ivanka. And, yep, and, and got she got photo. it out. Yep. Someone had shared with her the photo of Marla Maples, who kind of, in all of her ski gear, looked like Ivanka, and she and Donald were an Aspen. Yes. Like, that's some balls to bring your mistress... Yep. To Aspen, to Aspen, right out in front. Yeah, yeah. right in front of everybody. But, mm-hmm. but if she didn't say anything with the sunglasses on, I guess they it looked really, like Ivanka. What's really weird is how different they look now, Marla Maples versus Ivanka. Yeah. Ivanka is aged differently. Well, than, but she's 20, she's 20 years, years older, older, too. Yeah, yeah. So don't forget that. Yeah. Don't ever... I'll never forget that 20 years. No, Julie. there is That's that really... 20 years. If you're going to have an affair with someone, go young. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so she, I think she would have liked all that. Sean Penn okay, is this, writing a book. I think I think it could be good. What's it about? It's about the state of America, kind of, and is meeting with... Is it supposed to be a satire? I No, it sounds like he's writing a novel, Lori. Sounded like he's writing with the name of Bob Honey, who just do stuff. I feel like that just spells satirical. Well, novel. okay, it yes, and it talks about a modern man, um, American man, an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and con- contract killer who sells septic tanks to Jehovah Witnesses. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a contract killer. Okay, and arranges pyrotech displays for foreign dictators. It's totally yes. I you're right. A satire. I don't want to read this book Let me see. at all. It's it's a, it's a very detective novel name. Okay, but you listen, know, but boiler. honey, honey yes, recounts like something that the guy who wrote Happen Leonard, those series, yes. or the Justify Elmore Leonard, yes, or Carl Hyacin. Yes, that's why. That's but what those I meant. guys are like. They know how to do these stories. I really wonder if we. Well, well honey see. recounts stories about working with military contractors in Iraq, being employed by the government to kill off the nation's elderly population, what? and meeting <laughs> an L. Chapel like drug lord, which we know he did. So, okay, he did something else with this Bob Honey Just Do stuff, or we heard about this before. Something he's an odd one, he really is. Well, and you know, um, I wonder how his uh, relationship with Amber Heard is going. I don't know, but Bob Honey, who just do stuff. That's a great title. It is kind of. It is a really for a detective type story. Yeah, it kind of sounds like Bill Hader's show that he's been talking about that debuts on HBO on Sunday night called Barry. Oh, about oh. a hitman who's a nervous wreck. It's a half hour show that's debuting. Yeah, I have heard about on that. HBO, yes. and it just sounds so crazy and implausible. And Bill Hader is the hitman who's a nervous wreck. As I would be if I was one, too. <laughs> I can understand where you're coming from. Did anyone watch Saturday Night Live with Bill Hader this week? Was it any good like the week before? Because the week before it was funny. Two weeks before. Oh, was it the two Charles weeks? Barkley. Yeah. yeah, it was It was okay. They had a pretty good open. They had a few good skits. It wasn't... 
It wasn't as funny as... They had Stefan come back to a Weekend Update, and that was Bill Hader's character. Yeah. And he did break character a couple times and couldn't stop laughing. It was... Nah, uh, it wasn't I, the best. There no, you go. I give it thirty percent. Oh gosh, it was not even close to the best. It wasn't even. That's really well, because bad. the week before it had been ten percent after the Charles Barkley week of a hundred percent. Bill Hader was just a voice on The Simpsons playing a private detective. See, so all, all roads are leading to Barry on HBO. Wow. <laughs> all right, listen, we will be back. is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Web. Trending online this afternoon. Happy spring! Yay! Today's officially the first day of spring. Go out and celebrate that great spring weather today. Yay. National Ag Day is also happening, celebrating the farmers among us. Can you say documentary? Yeah, docu- that's right, Donnie. Documentary. Okay. All right, I'm going to go put on my cardigan and my sneakers. Step over here. My trending report is over. Here is your forecast. Uh, just a slight chance, slight chance of uh, rain snow mix before 7 o'clock. Other than that, just uh, patch. Oh, you know, we were we were wondering last week, Julia, when Donald Trump Jr.'s wife, Vanessa, filed for divorce. Page 6 had the scoop the day before and said it's happening. They it's did. going to happen. It's all worked out. And, and it, sure enough, she served did. him up with a divorce paper. Yeah. And we've been hearing different theories about why, why now, why the divorce, why is it suddenly too much? You and I speculated for a second that it would be hard to be the President Trump's daughter-in-law. Oh, even though yeah. she's been in the family. She's been married to Donald Trump Jr. for 12 years. But, um, well, here's one answer. There's two. Okay. The page, <laughs> page six is exclusively learned. And you have to remember, page six is a Trump-friendly, Murdoch-owned outlet. Okay? okay. But they have always, always loved scandalous York and Post, shady huh? stories. Yeah, that's what Murdoch is, is the New York okay, Post. Okay, got it. And so... Um, so there was one theory that, uh, you know, maybe President Trump was trying to distract, get away from the Stormy Daniels here. Let's yeah. have this. Or maybe they just love the scandalous story about this. And maybe Vanessa is cooperating. Maybe she knows somebody there. Right. Because well, this would be. Yeah, you're right. How did this get out? A family that seems so private on everything of their own. Right. Um, be out have this out in the public you're yeah. right so here's one answer Julia. there's two answers uh vanessa is um there's one story that she couldn't bear how cheap donald trump jr was that he was very tight fisted okay they have with five money. kids right yep okay and that he was never home okay there's well, that, that theory that would be very hard i can see that being a valid reason for anybody wanting to be Absolutely. done with somebody the other reason and the one that the new york post and us weekly have all kinds of juicy details. And apparently, if you're an Aubrey O'Day fan, you would have known this a long time ago. Don Jr. was getting it on with Aubrey O'Day when she was on Celebrity Apprentice. What? When his wife was pregnant with their third child. Right. Now, you ask, who is Aubrey O'Day? Because you yeah. just... Well, Donnie, you, go to us. Make no, his, I have um, who Aubrey the, O'Day oh, okay. is. Okay. Refresh our memory. She was, is perhaps best known. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For being a contestant on Diddy's, now known as Brother Love's, mm-hmm. MTV version of Making the Band in 2005. Meaning she was born in the era of Paris Hilton. What scares celebrity. me is I remember when the show came out. Danity Kane yes. was the group. Oh, yeah, yes. I remember that group. Yes, was you she remember. in that group? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh. So it's been, you know, a long time, but she's never quite transitioned out of that school. And a lot of people thought that that gr- girl group, Danity Kane, was criminally underappreciated okay oh really and that they were together uh they disbanded in 2013 she was kicked out in 2008 before she came back but she was kicked out yeah but she's been on at least 10 different reality shows and the majority of them none of us have heard of or watched of she's just never given up she's always kind of been around ever since this making the, the making band. of the band because she's pretty well she started out pretty she's now uh second to kim zolciak and the mayor of whoville because of all she's done she's 34 years old she could be 54 she could be 64 i'm gonna help people with that reference because yeah. we're talking about the who families in whoville the uh-huh. grinch who stole christmas because their noses are so narrow and pointy and at up. the end and they're turned up um, and if they had plumped up lips, then it would just be a whole new town. Right. But I mean, she has been in a lot of shows. So apparently people who followed Aubrey O'Kane or Aubrey O'Day have known about this. She's, I guess, written two songs about Donald Trump. Well, Jr. they met when she was on The Celebrity yes. Apprentice. Yes. And he thought she was really, really, really sexy. And we know that, you know... She, we just know her. She was on Big Brother Across the Pond. Okay. Um, what other shows has she been? I don't know. I'll tell um, you here. I'll tell you. I got, I, I, well, I, she went from dating Donald Trump to Polly D from, from the M- Jersey Shore. He's the uh, DJ. No, her man picker is just, uh, you must be well known, have money, name recognition. That, that seems to be what she likes. Hey, but she's written mm-hmm. two songs about him, Donald Trump. Should we listen to him? One called Day- DJT. Yeah, I did listen to that one. I, I, I couldn't figure out what part had reference to him. It's got a lot of rap in well, it. It's... One of the things she did that people mm. who love to follow Aubrey, and apparently she's fun to follow because she does show up and she was on that, um, oh, the the uh, reality show where it was, uh, you know, where she was on with Polly D on making the marriage boot camp. Oh, for Christ. Okay. But she wasn't even married. No, I know. But sometimes they would just help people be in. She was on marriage boot camp reality stars three. She was a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. She was on Dance Moms. She was on Famously Single in 2016. Okay. She was on Celebrity Big Brother. So if you're looking, wow. it was never hard to find her. Wow. And she was everywhere from Broadway to Playboy in between. Mm, and she looks nothing. She looks nothing like she did. No. You know, and mm. um, so anyway, she doesn't come from a rich, famous family. She worked her way into the tabloids yeah. the good old fashioned way, you know, by just, you know, using yeah. the talent she had. And then she's just ridden the reality thing. She's never gotten on Dancing with the Stars, which is probably a goal. For her. Okay. So anyway, I don't think Vanessa is very happy about this, but apparently Vanessa 
busted them, and Donald Trump Jr. told Aubrey he and his wife hadn't been happy for a long time. This, you know, old. Well, yeah. Okay, this is what everybody tells everybody that's involved in a Sometimes affair. it might be true. It might be, <laughs> but very often it's just a lie to get in your pants. And, um, and apparently Vanessa found the emails and uh, told him to stop doing it. And he didn't listen to her, but his dad said stop doing it to her. Yeah, his dad found out about it and said stop I mean, they this. really have a lot of details about this. And she was crazy for him. She was so in love the with song, him. The song, DJT. I have some of the words. Yeah, it's okay. low-level so- uh, soap opera dialogue, I believe. Yep. Yeah, well, it's just a sample. Okay. You're the only one who never knew my heart. I have to move on. I need your help. I can't believe that this was all a lie. You have to tell me you love me. I don't because you're a blank and pain in my blank. Tell me you love me and I won't talk to you anymore. Where is my toilet flushing? I'll leave you alone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how subtle is that? DJT. Right. Anyway. So she sent out a tweet. I thought this was interesting about... What she sent out a tweet and um, after um, oh, an Donald night? Trump won the um, um, won the presidential election, and she sent out a tweet that said, um, "Let's see, no, my story I didn't tell is worth millions now." You got to tell the whole thing. Oh, okay. So on election night, twenty sixteen, um, do she- the whole thing. Read the whole thing. Okay. She sent out a tweet. My story I didn't tell is worth millions now. However, sources say that O'Day was truly madly in love with Don Jr. and that she never sought money either to tell the story or to keep quiet and that she was never paid by the Trump family, suggesting an unusual taste in men. You know, she later went on to date Polly D from Jersey Shore. She didn't ever say anything. Yeah. Yeah, No, her tweet was... Her nugget was, no, my story I didn't tell is worth millions now. And then a, kind of a winking face. This doesn't hurt me. It hurts America. And then she took oh, it down. Like I don't have the, that in mind. It took, okay. Then she took it down like an hour later. This doesn't hurt me. It hurts but America. But someone, of oh, course, okay. always grabs this. Probably Abrio Day's fan club or whatever. So we have to screenshot. I mean, I don't know. Our stomachs are going to get through this year. The pure love story of our time ended when Vanessa Trump found those emails and just told Donald, boom. And then what, you know, he must have like really sweet talked her because she had, they had two more kids. They did have two more kids. Yeah. But she stayed with them. And um, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear! A year after she broke up, is with uh, they broke up is when he did the DJT, and I guess you could tell. Wendy Williams played a clip today, okay, of Aubrey O'Day when she was on Wendy's show after Celebrity Apprentice, mm-hmm. and she just weighed in on Eric, and she said, "No, he's like too. I like somebody to be more assertive." She and weighed in on Eric, Eric Trump, because he was sometimes in the boardroom, or I don't oh, know. She so. showed a picture, and Wendy showed that, and she said, "No, I need, you know, Eric. One day will marry, you know, a blonde former Miss America, and you know, when and I'm just a blonde form, former. Well, she had okay. red, she had red hair at the time, and she just said she needed a more aggressive man. And Eric Trump does not look to be the aggressive of the two. Brothers, he doesn't. So. His chin is even weaker than the first chin. Oh, my God. No chins. I would get a chin implant if I had mm-hmm. all that money. Totally. I know two people have had those done, and they were very happy with their chins. I, they're a miracle, the chin implant. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Mess with the chin. Don't mess with the nose. Yeah. Or the forehead. <laughs> the no, forehead's easy if you're a woman. The guy. Yeah. No, guys can't don't, do, don't, don't do brow lifts. No. Mm-mm. 
So anyway, call one eight hundred plastic surgery hotline. That's right. So anyway, that's why you, that's why we're hearing stories about this. And, and who she is, thank you, because she's just a reality show gal, but who made it big in a girl group for a little while. Yes, and she's been on 10 reality shows, wow. and she has made a living. That is reality being, show circuit player. Yes, and she did also, in three years ago, she formed an Electra pop duo group with another girl called Dumb Blonde with a former Danity Kane uh, bandmate. Well, maybe there's hmm. some Fifth Harmony girls now that she can hang out with. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, she's a singer. She's a fashion designer, a reality TV star, a woman with some talent. Yeah. And uh, I don't doubt, I don't think she'll be getting back together with Donald. You don't think so? No. Wasn't he tweeting or I mean, messaging another model already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was out there. Uh, did, uh, yeah, I mean, I just like... He's busy on his phone is all I'm going to say. The man either is tweeting out silly stuff to everybody. Yeah. Or he's instant messaging people. I mean, he's a busy phone guy. Yes, there were several. I think uh, it'd be hard to be in a in relationship the, with someone that was always on their phone. With five kids. Yeah. And traveling. Look over here. Look here up. we are. The Look family. Up. Hello, hello, hello. All right. I will uh, play for you out of the break okay. a, a wonderful song from Dumb Blonde. I know you want to hear that. Oh, yeah, we do, Donnie. Okay, that's coming up.